Hi, this is Dr. Karen Becker, and most pet parents have been told that if a dog or cat's nose is warm or dry, it means that they're sick, and actually, that's a myth. A warm, dry nose by itself doesn't mean that your pet has a fever or is sick. Dog and cat noses can go from moist and cool to warm and dry and back again very, very easily, and it's totally normal and perfectly healthy. However, if your pet has symptoms of an illness, such as vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, or lethargy, then her warm, dry nose is probably an additional symptom of an underlying condition. What you definitely want to watch out for are changes in the texture of your pet's nose. For example, if the nose becomes flaky or crusty, or if the color of your pet's nose changes. If the nose is not only dry, but the skin is cracking, or if it's depigmenting, if you can see scabs or sores or non-healing cracks or fissures or other types of skin irritation, those are all things that absolutely would warrant a trip to your veterinarian. The color of a dog or cat's nose is determined by genetics and can be a black nose, a pink nose, which some breeders call the Dudley nose, liver colored or you know kind of a brown reddish color or the same color as your pet's coat some breeds have a condition uh, also that is very very natural and normal called a snow nose or winter nose which means the color of their nose fades during the colder months and then returns to its natural color when the weather warms up certain dog breeds also have noses that go from black to brown or pink as they get older and this is thought to be a result of the breakdown of tyrosinase which is an enzyme that produces pigment since tyrosinase is a temperature-sensitive enzyme that works more efficiently in warmer weather, this could also explain the winter nose syndrome that we see in some dogs when the weather gets cold. Some pets and many calico kitties also develop black spots on the nose and lips as they age, and this is also totally normal and a harmless condition that's called lentigo simplex. Um, it actually sometimes um, it happens with dogs as well. And I call them kind of beauty marks or age spots. My mother would call them liver spots, but it's natural pigmentation that happens during an animal's normal aging process. Sometimes an animal's nose will lighten up when he's sick and return to a normal color once he's back in good health. If there's a scrape or abrasion, or if your dog or cat traumatizes their nose tissue, it can turn pink where the trauma was, and then as it heals, the skin can darken back up as the scab falls away. Contact dermatitis, which can happen to both dogs and cats, can also cause your dog or cat's nose to lose pigment. Some pets also have or develop a sensitivity to plastic food and water bowls, and continued exposure can cause the nose to lighten in color. Sometimes the lips will also become red and irritated. That's one of the reasons I recommend using stainless steel food and water bowls, because aside from the potential for plastic hypersensitivities, plastics also wear down over time, which means your dog or cat can be drinking those toxins. Finally, there's uh, several different types of immune-mediated skin diseases. One of them is called vitiligo that can turn your dog's nose pink, but there's other signs that this disorder is also occurring at the same time, such as random white hairs or entire patches of white hair on your dog or cat's body. With vitiligo, the immune system attacks the pigment-containing cells of the body that are responsible for color. And there are some breeds that are more prone to this condition, including Dobermans, German Shepherds, Rottweilers, and Dachshunds. If your dog's nose is pink or has turned pink, you'll need to protect it from getting sunburn. Um, that's actually a very real concern during the summer or very sunny winter days by applying a non-toxic safe sunscreen before they go outside. If you notice nasal discharge, swelling, or an unpleasant odor from your dog's nose or the area around it, or she seems to be having trouble breathing or, or having respiratory sounds, obviously you want to make an appointment with your veterinarian as all of these symptoms can mean that there could be something else going on inside the nose, like a foreign body, an infection, or God forbid, a nasal tumor, which is actually more common than what you would su su guess or surmise. 
Other signs of nasal issues include sneezing, pawing at the nose, nosebleeds, noisy breathing, or a visible bulge or a lump on either side of your pet's nose or face. That can also be a tooth root abscess. There are several different medical conditions that can affect your pet's nose. Pemphigus complex is a group of serious autoimmune skin diseases that affects both dogs and cats. There are two main types of pemphigus, pemphigus foliaceus and pemphigus erythematosus. Both start with patches of red skin on the face, including the nose and ears. The foliaceous variety often spreads to other body parts, including feet, the body, uh, core, as well as paws. Pemphigus erythematosus involves only the face, head, and foot pads. The red patches quickly turn into blisters and then pustules that can become crusty and cause the hair to stick to them and then eventually fall out. Areas of skin depigmentation are also seen with both of these types of pemphigus. There's a third type of pemphigus called pemphigus vulgaris, which is actually quite rare. Blisters and ulcers can form on the lips, nostrils, and eyelids and can actually also involve the nail beds where the nails actually fall out in these conditions. Discoid lupus erythematosus is another autoimmune disease that occurs in dogs, but not in cats. It's most common in certain breeds, including Collies, German Shepherds, Huskies, Shetland Sheepdogs, and Brittany Spaniels. It is thought to be a milder version of the systemic form of lupus and limits itself to just the face of a pet. First, the nose loses pigmentation, and then oftentimes it becomes cracked. And initially, people think it's due to, let's say, cold weather or you know, decreased humidity in the house, but it eventually becomes a non-healing fissure. So there's this permanent red, bloody crack in the nose with some crusting, and of course, the, the nose becomes lighter in color. Another type of nose disorder is called zinc-responsive dermatosis, and it's caused by zinc deficiency, and it's prevalent in Huskies, Doberman Pinchers, Great Danes, and Alaskan Malamutes. Dogs with this condition have thin hair and oftentimes a scaly rash around the whole face, nose, eyes, and mouth, and even inside the ears. Crusting can also appear on the elbows and hocks in some of these dogs. These areas can become quite calloused and they crack really easily. It's really important that you confirm the diagnosis of zinc-responsive dermatosis before you begin supplementing your pet with zinc. Most dogs don't have this condition, and most toxicosis occurs when people assume that their dog has this condition and just begin supplementing without doing a blood test to confirm that the serum blood levels of zinc are quite low in their dogs. The dogs that I have seen that are dealing with zinc-responsive dermatosis have all been on a homemade unbalanced diet. So the likelihood of you having a dog that's low in zinc is really, really only there if you're feeding a diet that is deficient in zinc, which means a homemade diet. Other nutritional deficiencies actually are quite common that can cause changes in the nose tissue, including omega-3 fatty acid deficiency, which is very, very common and which can cause the nose tissue and skin to become thickened and dry. Nasal solar dermatitis, also known as collie nose, is another condition most often seen in sunny parts of the U.S. It primarily affects herding breeds, including collies, Aussies, and Shelties. With exposure to sunlight, these dogs develop very, very sensitive, irritated noses, and then the hair falls out around the nose, and then the skin begins to ooze and crust over. With repeated sun exposure, the skin actually breaks down, and in serious conditions, the nose can become a big non-healing wound that's incredibly painful, but actually really increases the dog's risk of skin cancer. So if you have one of these breeds that has a nose that is very, very scabby, don't ignore it. There's also another systemic condition that can affect your dog's nose, and it is hypothyroidism, and it's actually quite common. Hypothyroid dogs tend to have thickened skin of the nose and kind of a leathery appearance. 
Getting acquainted with the normal, healthy look and shape of your dog's nose is really important because now you can identify if there's a change that's occurring. Keep an eye out for any unusual signs like nasal discharge and also stay alert for excessive dryness, crusting, or loss of pigmentation. I also recommend that you watch your dog's nose as your pet breathes. Dogs and cats are, are nasal breathers, which means when they're resting, their mouth should be closed and they should breathe through their nose. If their nostrils flare more than normal, that can indicate that your pet could be having trouble breathing. If you notice that anything is unusual about your pet's nose, especially if there are other signs of illness, it's time to make an appointment with your veterinarian. One thing I will mention to you is that topical ointments applied to a dog or cat's nose are most of the time useless because they get licked off within seconds. So the only thing I recommend that you do or that you apply to your pet's nose while you're waiting to get into your veterinarian is a vitamin E capsule or coconut oil. If you have a irritated, inflamed nose on your pet, you're welcome to poke a natural vitamin E capsule and apply vitamin E topically or a dab of coconut oil until you can be seen by your veterinarian.